All yes, right, sir. consecutive weeks, week three, episode three here. We're actually good ah. at two weeks in a row. I'm so proud of us, so proud of us. I'm proud of us, man. This is big. This is big. It's big, big. No vacation. You know, it's football season, UFC, no vacation. No vacation oh, now until after the Super Bowl. <laughs> Dude, it's like we were saying last time, man. It's the best time of the fucking year, man. Hands down, no doubt. So we're going to keep this thing rolling, bro. What do we got on tap? I don't know. Well, I what what do I got on tap? I, I'm drinking Colonel E. H. Taylor small batch bourbon. What do you got? Ooh, okay, okay. So I'm I'm keeping the Scotch train going, bro. I got the Abelor 12 year, which I'm not a huge, huge, huge Scotch guy, but if I gotta pick a Scotch, this is a space side I can get down with, man. I I like this one a lot. You realize every episode we've only been drinking hard alcohol. Is that a sign of something? Uh, it, it, no, bro, come on. It's details. Minor, minor, minor details. We talked about Treehouse the first episode, all right? So we drink beer as well. Yes, fair, <laughs> fair. All right, on tap tonight. Again, we're going to talk about the pool. Uh, had a little King Tut experience uh, this past weekend. Uh, we'll break down fight night, continue our adventures into the NFL survivor pool, where I think Joey thinks I might be insane. And, yes. uh, Go through actual college football picks. This is no more week zero. This is week one. This is the real stuff. So got a handful of games we're looking at, and we'll uh, break it down there. Yes, sir. In that, I'm not going to spend any time with this. We're doing a social media post. If you haven't signed up yet, which I know you haven't because there's three entries currently. <laughs> well, hey, uh, we got one. We got one. We got one. We got one. We got one loyal subscriber, so I appreciate it. Sign up, $100 free gift card. Not going to talk about it anymore. It's in the link to every social media profile we have. It's free. Just sign up. Do it. <laughs> King Tut, dude. <laughs> Beyond King Tut, um, I'll just say this. It's a, a immersive experience into King Tut in Boston. That's at a Sawa power plant, which I didn't know really what that was uh, until going. I thought it was cool, Joey. I mean, it was definitely different. Um but, you know, it was cool. I had no idea King Tut was 19 years old. I thought he was like 85 when he died. So, yeah, that was the biggest. That, well, no, no, that was the biggest surprise for me. I don't know if it was just like, you know, education uh, or whatever we had. Like, I thought he was like this all powerful ruler that conquered kingdoms and just dominated all kinds of, uh, you know, foreign invasions. Just this, you know, wise. He was a nine year old king, bro. He was a nine-year-old king, and he died as a teenager, dude. So he was none of those things that I thought he was. Now, that doesn't mean he's not cool, right? Much yeah. respect to King Tut, much respect. But I guess the, the only reason his name is so popular is because we found his – well, not we. We didn't find shit. We didn't? Joey and JB didn't find that? <laughs> uh, some, some uh, you know, much more talented people uh, than us. Uh, found pretty much his tomb just like untouched so they were able to know like a lot about him that's why he's so famous so that was it was quite the history lesson for me man it was, it was pretty good it was cool it was cool um you know some of the rooms were definitely cooler than others you know that one room i think we stayed in there for pretty long the walls were just changing and stuff it was cool i mean the vr headset at the end um i had two highlights there though and i, I don't know if you're gonna know what they are but one was when we first got there you know what i'm talking about uh oh absolutely this was the best part of the whole thing best part of the whole thing the like <laughs> 70 year old guy straight out of dorchester welcome to king tut i want you to immerse <laughs> yourself in the experience i want you to have fun 
Now, we have two theories here. One, this guy smokes 80 packs a day, or mm. he sounded lovely the first time he did this and has now just been screaming for about two months straight and has no voice left. No, it's the, it's the <laughs> former. It's the former. There is nothing like showing up at the Soa power plant in Boston, trying to get into that, you know, ancient Egyptian kind of mood. And they bring in this fucking guy from Dorchester to really just kind of set that mood for you. Do you remember what he said at the very end? Like he tried to make this like dramatic speech about King Tut and his background. And then he just says at the end, now when I'm done, you're going to see a, 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 a hidden door. You're going to find the hidden door. Then you're going to walk through the hidden door with the thickest, thickest Dorchester accent you could ever imagine. I'm just saying this is this is perfect for a King Tut event in Boston. <laughs> it was great. It was great. Uh, other favorite moment was you. You know, the ticket we had included a, a free gift at the end. And, and says, you know, just go to the gift shop and collect your gift at the end. And you walk in and say, so you, you think it's like uh, whatever we want in the gift shop? I'm like, no, it's clearly a fucking tote bag, Joey. Like, what well, the fuck? <laughs> they didn't specify, bro. Look, you got to shoot for the fucking stuff, dude. They didn't specify shit. So when we walk into the gift shop, we might as well assume, right, that we can pick anything we want. Let them prove us wrong, right? Maybe the guy running the gift shop, it was his first day. He doesn't know what to do. He just says, oh, yeah, go take it, right? You got to roll the dice every once in a while. Uh, you're a special human being if you believe that, but good for you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what was wild, though? I think of it, like, so you got, of course, JB gets the VIP King Tut pass. We can't just attend the King Tut event in Boston like normal people. Well, even probably that's not normal, right? But not only do we do that, we get VIP passes. Okay, so this gets us into the uh, the Mark Zuckerberg room where they throw on the... Uh, the virtual reality headsets. And dude, what you realize at that point is it doesn't matter how impressive like they make the exhibit or any immersive exhibit. It's never going to compare with the VR headset. No. It's never going to do it. I th the game has changed, bro. So I think that was that was kind of a moment of realization for me. So I think, uh, you know, is the metaverse, is it here? Is it here, JB? What do you think? It's here. I don't hate it. I hate it in terms of not being social. I think it's cool. I, I've, you know, I've watched a couple basketball games on it and stuff. It's cool for stuff like that, in my opinion, um, and video games and stuff like that. But this whole, like, I'm going to go hang out with my friend in a fake universe. It's like, go fuck right. here with your actual friend. But Right. Yeah, I'm with know. you on that, man. I don't think we're there. We're not at that level. We, we haven't de-evolved de <laughs> yet into, like, that level we're getting of close. We're getting docility. Close. <laughs> no, I, I know, man. Look, first it was, you know, work from home during the pandemic. We're already living from home with Uber Eats and Amazon and now the metaverse. It's, it's going downhill, man. But anyway, look, that was a – it was a solid event. And I got to say, dude. Your PowerPoint skills must be on point because I'm looking at what you've done here, JB, and it, it's a it's a work of art, actually. Yeah, well, I am in the corporate world, bro. So you know, gotta gotta get in there, getting in this. Let's very, let's keep this train nice. moving here and get let's to what it. the people want. Oh Bang. yeah. So let's we got a go. fight night, even though it's on at noon. So early start here for uh, mm. people in the Eastern Time Zone. It's in Paris. Um, I was listening to another podcast. They said this is the first one in Paris. Um, so interesting. Uh, you guess Cheryl Gunn is the reason that's there, but pretty cool setup there. Um, we'll touch on these prelims. I don't want to spend a lot of time on the prelims, just kind of walk through them. I guess, Joey, you got any takes on this first women's fight here at all? Uh, no, Stephanie Yeager, she's come through with her sub game for me in the past. I haven't looked at that prop yet. 
Uh, but to be honest, I, I don't know. Do you do you have any take on this? Because I'm 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 not touching this one. Um, <laughs> I mean, Perez is making her UFC uh, debut. As my understanding, she's pretty mm-hmm. nasty. I think her only loss is actually disqualification. Again, who she fought? It's the first UFC fight. She's plus two forty. She's plus four fifty inside the distance, and I think most of her fights have been uh, inside the distance. So. Again, I'm looking at Perez mm. might sprinkle something just to get the night started. Nice little noon, you know, nooner there, but uh, no real <laughs> hot take other than, you know, woman science, woman underdog, plus 450 inside the distance, plus 240, you know, straight up might might touch that. Yeah, why not? Why not, man? Moving next along, I will just be completely honest. I have no take on this next fight. So unless you do, we can skip it right over. No, I mean, look, I, I'm trying not to get as involved as I have been in the past with the prelims, <laughs> to, to be honest. So uh, now let's 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 move on. Okay. Now I know this next one. I have a few takes on. So. Oh really? Yes. Yes. What you got what do you got? Benoit, I believe, mm-hmm. is from France. I believe he is the first fighter on the card to be fighting yeah. from France. So that place is going to go nuts. That's true. Yep. Um, He's a finisher. I think almost all of his fights have become inside the distance. Um, You know, he's minus 280 straight up inside the distance, minus 135, KO plus 180, sub plus 225. Um, I'm pretty sure most of his victories have come from submission. So I may sprinkle a sub prop on him. What's scary is Gabriel Miranda. I'm just looking up his submissions here. Yeah, he's got mm-hmm. eight submissions. So, <laughs> I mean, his <laughs> his record is nine and one, and he's got eight submissions and one KO. Um, yeah. submission so specialist. He's fighting Miranda, who <laughs> also is a submission specialist. 16 wins, 15 submissions. Um, so, could be an interesting fight. I got to give it to the guy from France. I'm probably going to take him by sub, but not sure if you have any plays here or not. Well, yeah, I mean, I to be honest, man, I like a for this for this uh, for this fight. I like the straight up fight ends in a submission. I don't know enough about either of these guys aside from the fact that almost all of their wins, both of them, come by sub, and they each of them they've never been submitted, right? Uh, you know, if you look at age, you got the young buck there with your, uh, your French guy, Benoit, uh, he's 26, Gabriel's 32. That's insignificant, uh, in my opinion, it's not much of an age difference. So you got two sub specialists going at it. I'm just going to say, boom, the fight ends by submission, period. Don't know who it is. And I don't know what that prop is going to be looking at it. Yeah, no, I like it. I like it with both of them being submission specialists. I like it. Um, you know, what's the harm? <laughs> I'll say this another fight, too. What's Here the harm go. of taking uh, Benoit St. Dennis by sub at plus 225 and then Miranda at sub plus 400? Compare that to what the line is at, you know, just ending by sub. Is there any juice there? I feel like sometimes when you take both fighters by finish, you can maybe get a little bit more juice on it. But who knows? Perhaps. That's wild. You're, you're crazy, man. You're crazy. Yeah. But what is uh, Gabriel? Gabriel by sub plus four something, did you say? Yeah, Plus 400. Yeah. Yeah, mm. it's because he's a dog. I think if if it was a pick right. that if he was a pick him, his price would probably be pretty close to his pick him price. But, yeah, you know sure. he's already plus two thirty five. You know to be by sub by plus four hundred when you're already starting off at plus two thirty five is not that ridiculous. 
Agreed. And look, I, I suppose he should be the underdog, a guy who's never fought in the UFC before. What can you honestly expect from him? I don't know. I'm probably rolling with that sub straight up. Don't care who it is. I uh, just got to just gotta see if it's tasty enough for me to pull the trigger. It's a big question, right? Are, are these props tasty enough? Exactly. Um, moving right along here, making sure I'm going in order. I'll let you take this one. Ah, yeah. So, look, yo, Queen Buckley, my boy. I think I told you, JB, I went out to Vegas for a fight week, international fight week, a couple months ago. And after the event, uh, this is dude chilling at the bar. So you have a few people looking at him, introducing uh, you know themselves to him. And I have no idea who he was until the right angle. I'm like, dude, that's yo, Queen Buckley. So I went over to him and I started talking to him. Was, you know, shit-faced, I, whatever. You know, he probably thought I was an idiot. But got some nice inside information there. He's never had more confidence in his career of mixed martial arts than the team that's around him now. So he was, like, he was, pre- I mean, just preaching about this crew. Don't know who any of these guys are, right? But this is one confident dude rolling into this fight. And if you're going to tell me that Buckley is plus 215 at the moment, Against Nasuddin Imavov, who's not a bum by any means, but Yokoin, I, I believe in Yokoin Buckley, man. I think he is, he's not just like, um, you know, a guy like William Knight, Alonzo Menafield, just this Jack guy who's going to, you know, uh, knock some people out, but then when he gets to higher competition, shit the bed. I don't think that's Buckley. And I'm going to take him here in the dog spot. I'm going to take him at plus 215, and hopefully more money continues to come in on Nasuddin Imavov because. I'll take Buckley as a dog any day, all day. Let's go. I like it. I like it. Um, probably tell you there. I think it's a pretty sweet price just for a straight up play. Like even if it goes to yeah. decision, like get plus two fifteen. Mm-hmm. I, I think you take it. I mean, the only thing I'll say is technically he's ranked twenty four. The other guy's ranked ten. That's not that big of a gap difference. Um, but I, no, I like Buckley. It- I think you take Buckley. It's yeah, and it's a good call, but that like I I truly believe Buckley is on his way up, man. I do, and I think he's not going to come in at plus two fifteen too many more times after this, uh, unless he's fighting you know legitimate top five competitions. So I you know uh, I'm not sure what Buckley by KO would be. I haven't looked at that prop yet, but at plus two fifteen straight up, uh, I like that a lot. Nice, nice. Uh, just to circle back on that Miranda St. Dennis fight, the sub prop mm. is plus one twenty. Yeah, it's not very juicy, but so so go back to this, right? So you bet two units on that for mm. one twenty, you get two point four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a smarter play to do that because if you take it is, yeah. I mean, if yeah, yeah, unless Miranda yeah, wins, get... then it's the better sub. Yeah, wow. right, right, right. Ah, but it's not tasty enough, JB. It's got to be tasty, it's bro. It's not. It's not. I thought it'd be more than that. Damn. Um. Yeah. This next fight, I'm not gonna. I don't know anything about these other fighters, so I'm. Oh, nothing. Pass. 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 Next one, I'm gonna say, I don't know enough about them. I feel like Dustin has fought some serious people, and the fact that he's that big of a dog, I don't know enough about the other guy. I kind of want to take a sprinkle on Dustin. I mean, hasn't Dustin lost to like GM three? Yeah. The caucus, even though I hate the caucus, like his his losses are to some serious people. I don't know anything about this other guy. I think this other guy is making his UFC de- debut potentially. So to get someone who's a UFC vet at plus 220 against someone making a UFC debut, I, I might sprinkle that, but I don't like it because I don't know enough about it. 
Yeah, I hear you. These are these are two Germans, I believe. Stolfus is German, although I think he fights out of Pennsylvania or something like that. But let me just look at the last name. Come on. So we got two Germans going at it. Like you said, uh, oh, I'll take a shot at this. Abusupian <laughs> Magomedov. Much better than uh, I would have done. Yeah, look, it's probably horribly wrong. He's never fought in the UFC, right? So who is he getting? A mediocre fighter in Dustin Stolfus. I thought Dustin Stolfus was going to be legit. And he's definitely fought, you know, so, some competition. GM3, no joke. Rodolfo Vieira, he got subbed by Vieira. I have mixed uh, emotions about Rodolfo Vieira, but, you know, he's um, he's not a complete bum. So, I, like you said, the question is, uh, Magomedov, what is this guy made of, right? Uh, you know, he's he's got a good amount of finishes. It's it's going to be interesting, right? For him to come in as this heavy of a favorite for a UFC debut, something's off there, man. Something's off. So I get a bad feeling about this. As much as I like to ride with Dustin on this one in a dog spot, a more experienced fighter against a guy making his debut, I feel like uh, that's a trap, man. I'm staying away from this. Yeah, it's probably the smart thing to do. I'm not smart. I'll probably speak on Dustin. And again, I just... <laughs> His last loss is the GM3 round three, which GM3s are from Dude, the that's show that's here, the right? JB like special. Like, that's come on, JB special, like, bro. <laughs> he actually won me money by losing in round three on that one. So, like, yeah, you know, let's throw yeah. a little money on him. Give it back to Dude, him. Dude, who doesn't get subbed by GM3 in round three, right? <laughs> I, don't care. I think it's a, it's a walk. Anytime GM3 is fighting, just walk him in round three sub. True, true. All right. I'm proud of us. We flew through those uh, prelims as we should have because, again, we didn't really get any takes there. Um, <laughs> Main card, I think we both got some takes here. Now, yeah. I'll just ask you, Joey, where are mm. you on Charles Jordan? Because you had a pretty strong opinion on him, but I think you might have changed your opinion <laughs> after the Shane Burgos fight. You're goddamn right, man. I am done fading Charles Jordan. It is official, bro. I'm done doing it. And, I, you know, I have this thing, man. I know it's stupid, but I got this thing against Canadian fighters. Um uh, it's not not all of them, but the prospects that are up and coming, like Charles, Charles Jordan is, for whatever reason, it, it, it takes more to convince me that they're the real deal. For whatever reason. By the real deal, I mean fighting at an elite level. We're talking GSP level, right? I just have I just have doubts about these prospects from Canada. I really do. I can't fade Charles Jordan anymore. You're right. After that Burgos fight, man, uh, much respect. Holy shit, man. And the guy, like, he's 26 years old, man. He's young. He's coming into his prime. He's coming into his own. And the dude is dangerous, man. He's dangerous. Uh, yeah, there were some fights early in his career. He didn't look very good. And that's kind of how I form my opinion of him. But, bro, I can't fade him. And don't get me wrong. I like Nathaniel Wood. He's a good fighter. I mean, but you look at his last win against Charles Rosa. That doesn't really say much. Look. Boston Strong, love the guy, right? But I think his his time is is past Charles Rosa. But I don't know, you know, Nathaniel Wood. His last loss was to Casey Kenny. I'm a big fan of Casey Kenny. That's nothing to be ashamed of. So you know, Wood is legit. But this is when I make the change, man. This is when I transition from a Charles Jordan fader to a Charles Jordan better. All right. The question is, do I take him by finish? Because I think the dude is just that dangerous. And Nathaniel Wood, he's been finished multiple times, maybe three or four times. I can't remember. So I got Jordan, man. I'm riding with him. What are you thinking? I like it. Um, 
because I'm a greedy fuck, I don't like him at, you know, minus 135, even though I think that's probably the correct price, to be honest yeah, with you. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. To your point, Wood's been finished four times, two by KO, two by sub. Does Jordan have a sub in him? I think he's only got one. So his inside the distance is plus 200, by KO is plus 250. Like, mm-hmm. I think you go by KO. I think that's more yes. likely. Yes. My only concern here is, isn't Wood the better wrestler? Yeah. Yes, he is. Yeah, the answer so, is yes. Do you go, and again, this is where you talk. There, D, DraftKings does have a prop where it's Charles J- Jordan by KO or Wood by decision at minus 150. Mm. Now, I don't know if that's juicy enough. I don't know if you just say, fuck it, I'm going to ride with Charles with a KO plus 250, which is what I'm probably going to do. But again, Wood is the better wrestler. If Wood wins, it's by decision because he basically controls Jordan the entire yes, time. Yes, I agree. I don't think yeah. he can do that, though. Um, yep. What I'm nervous at, and I'm blanking on who it was because it's the whole when Jordan was like screaming at the guy and just like punching him, but it went to decision. He won by decision. Um, but he was beating the shit of the guy, and the guy didn't go down. So is it the uh, Andre Ewell fight? Maybe it might be it. I, I don't think know. That's it. Yeah, where he like kicked him and yelled, "This is Sparta!" I don't know, he's some fucking bullshit. Oh, yeah. but <laughs> I think the yeah. play for me is Jordan by KO at plus two fifty. I'm not convinced. I'm not going to take that by KO slash decision prop at minus one fifty. That's um, not tasty enough. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, yeah, but. Uh, I'm, I'm on Jordan with you, I think, uh, but I think I got to up it a little bit by either inside the distance or by KO. Yeah, I like it, man. And I'd say a hell of, I'm looking forward to this fight, man. Nice fucking fight to kick off the main card. Very nice. I'm very happy with this because they've had some shitty fights. It is a great main card kickoff. Yeah, yeah. All right. Next fight. Uh, my only take is uh, William Gomez. Gomez, however the hell you say it, is from France. Um, <laughs> yeah, he is the favorite, probably because he's from France and he's fighting in his home country. Um, the little research I've done on him, he appears to be a finisher. I think he's got six KOs out of his 10 wins. Um, so I'm gonna take him by KO plus 140 straight up, just sprinkle it. Um, maybe throw it in a parlay, but that's my play here. What do you got? I mean, dude, this is two guys who have never fought in the UFC before. This is a nice little treat thrown out there for the regional fans showing up in Paris. You know what I mean? Like this is this is um, you know the equivalent of uh, a Boston event and them throwing some CES guys out, right? Yep, You'd love to yep. see the regional guys coming up. Uh, I got no take on this, man. I'm just hoping one of these guys makes a name for themselves on the big stage. You know, I'm staying far away from this, but you know, yeah, I I like these fights. There's something about it when an opportunity, opportunity comes up like this, where both of these guys have never seen an opportunity like this before who Mm -hmm. capitalizes, right? Who it's, it's, it's kind of like the contender series vibe, right? (laughs) Show me you belong here kind of thing. So we'll see what happens, man. I'm not, I'm not betting on this though. Yeah, it's probably smart. Um, not saying I'm definitely going to bet on it. I just like the fact from France, first time in Paris, it could be a little bit of a pop there, but we'll see. Um, yeah. Again, potential picks, not actual plays yet. So yeah. the next fight, Nazrat wins. I'm probably going to take him by KO. I don't know what they're doing with this fight. I think Nazrat's going to destroy, uh, was it McDC? Mac- 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 <laughs> How would that say? John Medici? Yeah, what, what are your thoughts there? Oh, man, this is great. This is, it's the tale of the young buck versus the old bull. 
You know, you got Nasrat, the younger fighter, the young buck. He's fought much better competition, man. Holy shit. Much better. I mean, this is going to be his 10th fight in the UFC. So he's currently five and four in the UFC. And, you know, he's he's not fighting bums, man. Uh, the competition is, is you know, not elite, but it's, it's, it's not complete shit. So then you got the old bull. I call him that. He actually calls himself the bull. Like Desi's nickname is the bull. <laughs> I mean, is it really? Yeah, it is, man. Yeah. So it truly is the young buck. Versus the old bull. And I'll tell you, dude, uh, McDessie's 37. All right. 37 years of age. Uh, you know, Nasrat is 27. So we get a nice decade difference between the two. Now, if you look at the competition, McDessie's been fighting. I mean, it, not impressive at all. Not impressive at all. This is the this is McDessie's 19th fight in the UFC. 19th. Right. He made his debut in 2010, bro. That's 12 fucking years ago. <laughs> so, I mean, the guy is is way up there in age. Uh, he is indeed an old bull. Now, the problem I have with him is like, if you can hang in the UFC for that long, you know, much respect. That's that's great, right? But his his opponents, uh, you know, not very good, and he hasn't done very good. He loses one, wins two, loses two, which is very up and down. I'm sorry, man. You know, McDessie hasn't been finished since 2016. All right. So he's tough. He took a spinning wheel kick from a Lando Groovy Venata. So he, I mean, he's tough. So does he get finished by Nasrat? Eh, I'm not sure, man. I'm not sure. But at minus 230, just for money line straight up, I would bet that. So I am going to get in on this with you, JB. Uh, certainly money line. You're going to have to convince me that Nasrat's going to finish the old bull, though. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Um, Nasrat's got 13 wins and nine by KO. That being said, those are probably pretty long ago. And I, the thing with Nasrat is he his last couple fights lost to Bobby Green, lasted, lost to Dan Hooker. I yeah. mean, come on. Yeah, the loss exactly. before that was Drew Dober. So like, Drew Dober. I mean, yeah. like ridiculously strong people. And he beat Rafa Garcia, who I don't think Rafa Garcia is a bomb by any stretch of imagination. Um, no. I just, at minus 235, that's so much juice to lay. Um, or minus 230 it is. I don't know. We'll see. Fight night decision. Um, you know what it is? Minus 230 is probably a parlay piece. Um, parlay with Jordan, brother. Ooh. Ooh, let's uh let's let's talk about the parlay at the end. I think got some more sprinkles for that parlay at the end. Yeah, that, yeah. Uh, but we seem to we seem to both like Nazareth. Oh yeah, yeah, no, Nazareth. I mean, I I don't want to say it's a lock, but how the hell does Nazareth lose here? Don't know. Like in all honesty, how how does he lose? Yeah, I, I, honestly, I don't know. So I feel pretty yeah. damn good about it. All right. All right. I mean, we're that confident. Minus 235 is not the 230. Yeah, whatever. 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 Bet the mortgage on it. Minus 230. <laughs> Done. <laughs> uh, this next fight, Alessio, some Italian guy versus Roman, some Russian guy. Um, it's a pick em. I'm staying away from it. I don't think Alessio is that good. I don't know enough about Roman. So this is going to be a pass for me. I don't know if you have any takes here. Yeah, I mean, well, it's... it's uh... You're not you're not wrong. I mean I'm never uh, wrong, first of all. But, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Alessio DiCirico, he's a, I agree. I, I don't like it. Dude, his last fight, he got fucking decapitated with a head kick. 
one of those, uh, like in 17 seconds into the first round, decapitated, bro. I One of those knockouts that I, I truly do not know if you recover from. So this is going to be his first fight since that. And honestly, you go back and watch that, it is tough to watch. All right, but but anyway, I mean, he's going up. Did he against, lose that uh, to Alahassan, my boy? Yes, yes, my boy Abdul Alahassan. Oh, oh, hey, you, you called him your boy this time, dude. Bro. He is my boy. He is someone. He's in the card. Odds are, I'm betting him. I forgot about that. Yeah, that was like, that was like thirty seconds in. Oh, it was seventeen seconds, bro. And I, <laughs> dude, I, I I watched it earlier today. It is difficult to watch. <laughs> that might be why I have a little bit. I don't even know I had the biasy, but that's probably why I'm not a fan of uh, Alessio here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So the dude got folded like a lawn chair. Bad, bad, bad finish. Now, at the same time, I'd like to think that Dietrichico is a better MMA fighter than Kopolov, the Russian guy. So who's who's this guy? He's uh, 0-2 in the UFC. All right, He was submitted by Kyle Roberson, and he lost the decision to Albert Duraev. Now, Albert Duraev, if you remember, he lost by Dr. Stoppage to my boy, Joaquin Buckley. Dr. Okay. Stoppage. Conor McGregor, right. Dr. He, Stoppage. He, he lost by a Dr. Stoppage. And you know who knocked out Buckley in the first round? DiCherico, motherfucker. So okay, the plot, full fucking, the plot fucking thickens, bro. But still, I'm staying far away from this. I don't think DiCherico uh, is... Good to begin with. I think he caught Buckley. Props to him, right? But I can't have any kind of confidence uh, until he proves that he still has working brain cells after that hit kick 17 seconds into the first round in his last fight. So I'm staying away from it, bro. Uh, my pick would be Dietrico just because I'm not sold on um, Kapolov. But nah, let's see who shows up on this one. I got to give you credit there, Joey. That was a great breakdown without making a fucking decision at the end of it. <laughs> Well, hey, if you, if, if, if you hold a gun to my head, my pick is Alessio DiCherico. That's okay. my pick, all right? Just just, just to have a little bit of fun here, I'll, I'll take Roman. How about that? No, we're not betting this. Let, let's call this the friendly shoey bet this week. How about I was that? just going to ask, is there a shoey involved? I would yeah, love to the... make this. I would love to make this a shoey bet. We It's a tie to a Vasco card. We have to make a shoey bet here, right? So let's. I'll, I'll take this Roman. This is it. This is it. Boom. All right. All right. Love it. Love it. Fuck. All right. <laughs> Co-main, uh, we got Whitaker versus Marvin oh, yeah. Vittori. Um, you want to start this one off? I think you got some pretty strong. You had some pretty strong thoughts, well, uh, thoughts on Vittori before. Indeed. Uh, I'm going to be quick because I don't have a whole lot of thoughts and I don't have a whole lot of logic to back up what I'm about to say here. Okay. Um, it's Martin Vittori's time. All right. It you is, said that when he fought Izzy, just to be clear. It is time for the Italian dream, okay, to show up and claim what's rightfully his. I don't know if it'll ever be the belt, but I think, I think, well, here's the deal. Look, <laughs> I think Whitaker is probably the better striker, okay? I think he's oh, probably the better. <laughs> I think he's probably the better fighter, okay? But something just tells me that this is Vittori's fight. I want to see Vittori at plus 200 or more, okay? Now, if I see that, I might dabble. But you know what I'm you know what I'm interested in here? Vittori by decision. Call me crazy. Call me crazy, all right? But Martin Vittori by decision is a very possible bet on my side. Why? Besides the fact, fact that it's, 
the Italian dream's time. I think if Martin Vittori can get physical, keep Whitaker in the clinch, control him, take him down, I think that's going to be a problem. On the feet, I want. I, I don't even want to see it. <laughs> but I don't know, JB. Something in the air is saying, Vittori by decision, it is time for the Italian dream. I like it. Um, I probably should have gone first because I'm also on Vittori. So, oh, really? Yeah. I, and don't I want to be very clear? I love Robert Whitaker. Um, me too, man. Me too. Me too. I feel like that last. I, I'm always surprised Whitaker's only 31. He's another one that I feel like has always been around forever. Um, that last Izzy fight, while it was only a decision win, it was pretty dominant in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I, I think he kind of. That was his final chance, in my opinion. I don't think yeah. he's got another title run in him. I think Vittori can make an argument. Um, I like Vittori. By decision is probably the smart play. I would probably just take Vittori plus 180 and then mm. sprinkle <laughs> Vittori by sub at plus 1,000. Oh, whoa. Really? Yeah. So Vittori by sub is plus a thousand. And to your point, I think he's the better grappler. And if he can control Indeed. Whitaker, I'm not saying it's going to happen. So you take the bet at plus 180. Um, I don't even know what by sub and by decision would be. I don't know if that's going to be juicy. That's, that's plus 215. Ooh, that's plus JB, 215. Now we're talking, brother. You just found the prop. You found yeah. it, man. That's it. So I think you take it by sub by decision plus 215. He's not knocking out Whitaker, in my opinion. No, um, so take him, you know, plus two fifteen, juice up the line, and then I say you still sprinkle the buy sub just to have a little fun. Why not? Right, plus a thousand. I, I, that's a absolutely, fun. man. Yeah, I'm with it. I'm with it. Um, oh, plus a thousand, man. You know what I hate is where is the disrespect that we're showing to a fighter that we both love in Robert Whitaker. I, I do know. hate that, but I think what you said, JB, is spot on. After that second loss to Izzy, now don't get me wrong, Vittoria lost to Izzy as well, right? Mm -hmm. But who has more motivation? Who has more ambition during camp? Who wants it more at this point in their career? And the answer to that is Martin Vittori. That's 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 the answer to that question. So why not? I like that prop by sub or by decision. Vittori plus 215, boom. And yeah, why a little sprinkle on that sub plus 1,000? Why not? I like it. I like it. Now, one thing I'll say is when it gets to the scales, if Vittori looks like shit, I'm probably going to back off of that. <laughs> but oh, he hasn't, he's never had a problem with cutting weight. So I'm not, I'm not too concerned. About the that. guy, no, the guy's a competitor, man. The guy's borderline psychotic uh, when it comes to competition. The dude's a, the dude's a beast. So let's go. Let's go, Vittori. Speaking of let's go. Oh, I know, boy. <laughs> okay. You know where this is going. All right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Be, Fully clear to everyone that's listening, you know, the, the two other people here. Um, I think Gon is a fucking boring fighter. I think he's a freak athlete. Sure. I think he's boring as shit. I think Ty Tuavasa is the fucking man. I think he's a WWF old school attitude wrestler in the Yeah, era. yeah, yeah. Good the pick is Ty Tuavasa. The pick Ty Tuavasa at plus 420, but then you get him at KO by plus 650. He's not subbing Gon. He's not going to win by decision because if this goes five rounds, Gon wins. So, mm -hmm. Tai Tuvasa by KO at plus 650. And then here are the round one, two, and three KOs. I'm going to pick two of them. I haven't decided which okay. one. Round one KO plus 1800. Round two KO plus 2500. Round three KO plus 4000. 
I think I'm going to go round two and three. One, because they're juicier. And I think round one, Gon just dominates them. You think so? I think he goes in there with a plan, and I think Gon just, just like wrestles them, bullshit, boring, foot stomps, like sure. absolute bullshit. And then Ty realizes, I just got to throw or I'm going to lose. And it's going to happen like two in, in two or three because he ain't going five rounds. Yeah, um, I, I like that, JB. I like that a lot. I could see that happening exactly as you said. Gone yeah. coming out with a shit ton of footwork, dancing around, staying on the outside, picking him apart with the jab. I could see that happening for certainly the first round, maybe the first two, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah, I think Gone is like um, – how do you not respect the guy? The, the guy's still super young in his career. Super young in his career. Like, I mean, at 32 years old, he's not super young. But, I mean, in terms of MMA fights and octagon time, man, he's, you know, there's not a whole lot of tread on the tires. So, I mean, the, the dude keeps getting better, Cyril Gunn, as well. Like, with Nganu, that's valuable fucking octagon time, man. And they're five rounds going in decision with Francis. That's valuable as shit, man. And you know, Tuivasa, like, what do you, what do you even say about Tuivasa? I don't even, I don't know how he's fighting at this level. I'm not complaining. I'm not hating on him. I fucking love him, man. But I, I, I just, I'm still having a hard time processing that he's like a fight away from fighting for the title, dude. Like, what? That's my thing. If he uh, wins, as he gets a shot, right? He, he has, has to. to. Yeah, yeah. So I'm having a hard time processing that, <laughs> but. Dude, how do you not get behind a guy like Tuivasa? You know, like, I mean, I always thought he was just kind of a lower level kind of MMA guy. Just, uh, you know, a guy who's going to step in there and throw with minimal technique. And, you know, I the one thing I'll say, JB, is like his last five wins, Tuivasa. I know we love him. And every time he wins, it's a shit show and we're doing shoeys and it's fucking fantastic entertainment right but his last five wins let me read them off Derek lewis you know how i feel about Derek lewis mm -hmm. i mean i'm sorry yeah, done done mm -hmm. augusto mm -hmm. sakai sorry greg hardy sorry our boy harry hunsucker <laughs> sorry and stefan Struve. you know what i mean those are his last five wins um so you know, kind of what I said at the beginning, I'm having a hard time processing how he's fighting at this level and is one fight away from the title or a title fight, right? It's because of that shit. When you look at, you know, how he's gotten here, uh, I'm just not sold on him as an MMA fighter against a guy like Cyril Gan, who's an athletic freak, bro. So as you said, JB, if Dewey Voss is going to get it done, going to get it done by KO. I really like uh, where your head's at here, thinking that Cyril's going to dominate the fight, play his game the first round or two. Tuivasa will realize he's going to lose. He'll get frustrated. and It'll come at him like a bull. I like that. So Tuivasa by KO. I like the sprinkle. Uh, everything in my brain says Cyril Gan will win this fight. Uh, and you know what I would like to see if I'm going to play the other side for a bit? I want to see a finish from Cyril Gaon. Prove that you are a dangerous fighter. Not that you just dance around and jab and, you know, it, prove that you you can finish. And I think this is a good opportunity for Gaon to do so. So when it comes to bets, JB, I'm going to join you, brother. By KO, let's pick the round and let's make some money. Yeah, I like it. Again, I'm with you, Gaon. There's a reason the, the lines are what they are. I 
when you're fighting Tai Tuivasa, you can't lay lay minus five forty. Like right. you, like he can hit you with one punch and it's over. So you can't True. like that is True. too much juice to lie. You can't do anything um, with that. Yeah. No. And again, it's definitely a little biased. I mean, if you look at the fight card you just mentioned too, besides the Hun Sucker fight, his fight, like he was fighting fighting on the Khabib Gaethje card, Poirier McGregor three, Oliveira versus Poirier, Adesanya versus Whitaker too. So he's been on big cards, and that's why everyone loves Tai Tuivasa. And I personally yeah. love him because he knocked fucking Greg Hardy out, who's a woman beating yep. shit. <laughs> so that's yep. when I fell in love with Tai Tuivasa is when he knocked that <laughs> motherfucker out. <laughs> true, true. Hey, dude, what do you think Ty comes out to? What song did you come up to? I don't know. Because he's going to get booed so bad. Oh, that's weird, isn't it? Yeah, because he would be cheered everywhere else, but he's going to get booed there. So I don't know. Uh, I he comes up to something bullshitty. When he came out to Barbie Girl, it was fucking hysterical. I, yeah, exactly, dude. I'm not entirely sure he's going to get booed, man. This is a man of the people. But, you yeah, know, we'll see. We'll see. It's the French. I know. I know, dude. It's their first card. So, God, know, God knows who's going to be showing up at this thing. So before we move on, how do you I've been writing down some notes here as we went through this? How do you feel about this parlay here? Mm. Buckley, Jordan, and Nasrat. Nasrat. Cash that ticket, JB. I love Plus it. 674 when you parlay them together. Yeah. Uh, you get the dog money on Buckley. Uh, Jordan, what was he? Minus 135. And Nasrat, yep. which I will call a lock at this point. I love it. I, you know, yeah. let me let me think about it over another glass of scotch. But very likely, the answer will be yes. Let's fucking go. And then the only thing is, do you add in the two of us? Agon fight does not go the distance. I don't know about that. I don't know. As much as I would like to say that Taito Ivasa can fight five rounds, I am not convinced of that. I'm not. That's what I'm saying. So it does not go the distance. Oh, sorry. Um, it's ju- like the fight not to go the distance is minus 250. So that'll make it a four pick parlay at plus. You're basically plus a thousand. It's plus 984. So you cover the two Ivasa KO and you count on either Cyril Gan proving that he can be a finisher or that Tai to Ivasa is not going through camps that prepare him for a five round fight. He's not I- going through camps. He's drinking beer. I know, dude. I know. So maybe that is a nice addition. Uh, what does that bring it to? Plus plus nine eighty-five. Ooh, tasty. Oh, yeah. It might be a sprinkle. Might. That might be a sprinkle, man. That's, yeah, that's, I, that's, that's I, I think juicy. so. Yeah. Yeah. I like the first three anyway. I gotta think about that fight doesn't go the distance for uh to be boss But like where your head's at, JB. All right, stay tuned. Stay tuned. We got some parlays cooking here. I kind of like where we're this headed is, here. But... This is gonna be a good card. Bets aside. I'm I'm kind of excited about this card here. I am too. Noon is so fucking early. It is. That's gonna ruin the day. That's Damn. going to really, really, really have an impact on on the day. But hey, it's a long weekend, bro. We can make up for it. Hey, can you? <laughs> no, pro- probably not. It's the last name of our episode was two day hangover. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably it's probably gonna be a repeat. <laughs> All right, let's hop back in a survivor here just to uh Kind of recap last week. So, you know, mm-hmm. Joey thinks I'm a little insane, but I got absolutely uh, weeks one through four. Give me the Titans, the Browns, the Cowboys, and the Steelers. Oh, what like to live dangerously where uh, my friend Joey here likes to live, you know, very comfortable with uh, the Ravens, Broncos, Chargers, and Packers. So I feel, I feel really good about that. I'm looking at your weeks one and two, and I'm just like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Dude, I'm telling you, what if, what if those four weeks go for me? Tell me I don't win a survivor pool. 
you have a slight advantage. Slight <laughs> advantage? Slight? So, I, so I've decided, like, I'm in two big pools, and one of them you have two entries. So I'm going to do both of ours just to see who does better. And I swear like to it. God, if, if, if by week four I'm in and you're out, you're never going to hear the fuck. <laughs> uh, all right. Fair enough. Fair enough. You will have every, every right to shit on me after that. All right. All right. I like that. I like that. Um, all right. So let's hop into week five then. You want to go on here and say what you got happening? Yeah. 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 So week five is, uh, well, there's a lot going on. I mean, there's, there's some spots that I like, but see what I'm noticing in it, and I hate you. For what you just said, because I'm about to prove you a point. I've already used a fair amount of teams <laughs> in the matchups that I like. <laughs> uh, so I like, for example, the Giants uh, at Lambeau against Green Bay. Ah, shit! I use Green. It's not Bay. in Lambeau. It's not at Lambeau. It's oh, in it fucking not? London. Oh, really? Yeah, that's a 9:38 game. Fucking week five. They're starting early this year. Oh, no shit, dude. Week five in London? Mm -hmm. All right, hey, go after that market. Go after that market. All right, so regardless, I can't use Green Bay. Uh, I do like, uh, you know, Pittsburgh going to Buffalo, uh, but I'm not going to use Buffalo. I want to save them for a bit. Um, Chargers versus the Browns. I do like that, but I already, I already used the Chargers. Uh, you know what I like, JB? I like the god awful Falcons visiting your boy Brady and the Bucks. Give me Tampa Bay for Week Five. I thought you were gonna pick the Falcons, and I was like, "Are you fucking high?" <laughs> <laughs> when no, you, dude. you were like starting to rant there, like you were gonna pick Atlanta, and I was like, "Oh dear God, I'm never gonna live this fucking down if he picks." This no, team. I'm not. I'm not taking a page out of your book where you pick the god awful teams in the in the beginning and then try and make it sound like it's this genius strategy, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I like it. I think statistically that's probably the best pick of the week, which is I see what you're doing. You're kind of picking yeah. like walks of the week, which is definitely a smart play. Um, Buffalo versus Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh's going to suck this year. Buffalo's going to be nasty. Mm -hmm. I want to save Buffalo, though. Um, Minnesota against Chicago. Uh, Green Bay versus Giants. I want to take Green Bay. Something playing in London doesn't make me feel great. So I'm going to go with the Saints versus the Seahawks. Um, I think the Ooh. Seahawks are potentially one of the worst football teams this year. Could be. Um, yeah. They're going Could with Geno be. Smith. And I know I'm biased because I hate the Jets. Geno Smith isn't terrible, but he's not good. He, no, he's not, not Geno Smith from the Jets. He's definitely better with the Seahawks. But I think the Seahawks are a train wreck right now. I think they were not prepared for a post-Russell Wilson era. So, yeah, uh, I agree. I'm gonna go Seahawks. Uh, sorry, uh, Saints. 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 Jesus Saints. Christ. Saints. Jesus Christ. Yeah, you can't build a team around Geno Smith, man. You can't do that. Yeah, too bad the Jets just didn't figure that out for like five fucking years. <laughs> yeah, too bad. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, who you? Uh, who you got week six there, brother? So week six. Um, again, is a good amount. I like good amount. I like man. So speaking of um, Atlanta. I like San Francisco going into Atlanta to dominate them, but uh, I'm not going to pick San, San Fran week six, no. Um, New York Jets will get destroyed by Green Bay, but I've already used Green Bay. You know what I like? Jacksonville going to Indiana to play Matt Ryan in the Colts. I like that. I like it a lot. So much that I'm going to go with it. I think Indy is going to be a fun team to watch with Jonathan Taylor coming back, Matt Ryan under center. Like, I, I think they're going to be fun to watch. Defense is legit. 
So I'm going to take them here against a pretty much guaranteed win against the Jags at home in Indy. What do you think? Um, I like it. Again, maybe I'm this fucking bourbon sent me. So I swear to God, you're going to pick Jacksonville the way you were talking there. Like the way you're leading in, like you're leading in with like, I'm like, what the fuck is he doing? Dude. Like, Jesus dude. Christ. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. You um, know, I, I think we have opposite strategies, bro. My picks slam dunks through week six where slam I dunks. take on, where I take on the risk later on if I survive. Slam right. Dunks. Hence, hence the whole survival thing. Right. Whereas you're taking all the risk up front. It's kind of admirable, JB. It's admirable. It is. I'm an, ad- I'm an admirable guy. Admirable guy. Um, <laughs> it's great audio. It's great audio. Um, I don't hate your pick, but I don't want to tail it. Um, I was looking at that, full disclosure. I was also looking at the Rams uh, against the Panthers. Mm. Uh, Baltimore against the Giants. That's a good one. No, you know what? I'm going to play it safe. Again, what's the what's the mantra here? Pick against the Jets, you survive. Green Bay, the pick. Yeah, they're gonna beat the yeah. Jets. They're gonna destroy them. Let's uh, move on to Week Seven. Damn, we're flying yep. through these weeks. Yep, I love that last pick. By the way, dude, that's gonna be mid October. That's so depressing. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> All right, what do you got Week Seven there, uh, Joey? All right, Week Seven. So. I've already used Tampa Bay, so when they go and uh, slaughter the Panthers, I can't take advantage of that. Um, you know what I was really thinking about here was taking Cincinnati to destroy the Falcons. I think it's a, I think it's a great use of Cincy. I do, um, but I do think the Bengals can beat a lot of teams this year. So I'm gonna hold on to them. Gonna hold on. Uh, in the end. Um, I'm going to go with the Raiders, man. The Las Vegas Raiders at home. Houston Texans coming in. You know, unless Damian Pierce turns into Adrian Peterson in his first year in the NFL, the, the Texans are going to be just garbage, as they usually are, right? So I think this is a good spot for the Raiders to take them with a guaranteed victory against the Texans in Las Vegas. What do you think? Yeah, that's a home game, right? Yeah, no, it's in Vegas. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Damn, that's a good pick. I might have to tell you here. Um, mm. So I was you sure looking. You don't I like could... uh, Pittsburgh versus Miami. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> um, so what I was looking at was Cincy versus Atlanta. I might take Cincy versus Atlanta actually. That's another good one, man. Um, I was looking at Chargers versus Seattle again. I think Seattle's going to be dog shit this year. Vegas mm-hmm. versus Houston. You just nailed it. Houston's going to be terrible. Here's my problem. Denver's playing the Jets. Oh, you haven't used the Broncos yet. No, I don't think they're going to be. I, you've seen that whole like Twitter video, right? Of like Russell Wilson saying like Broncos nation, get up. No, most, no, well, no. You haven't? Oh, no. Joey. Right after this, I'm sending it to you. It's literally the most depressing thing you'll ever see in the fucking face. Is it, of the yard. Why is it just like super cringe? What is it? It's Broncos country. Let's go. With that amount of enthusiasm. <laughs> like, I'm used to Tom Brady screaming, let's fucking go in my face with split, spit flying out. Like, this guy. <laughs> they, but they got to beat the Jets, right? They got to beat the Jets. Abs- oh, absolutely, man. Absolutely. In Denver? Come on. All right. Staying with the philosophy, fuck the Jets. 
Denver's the pick there for me. Let's uh, love it. Keep rolling. Let's go to uh, week eight here. Week eight, final week for this week. All right. So again, I was tempted to use Buffalo against our favorite team in the New York Jets, but ah, nah. I want to save them, man. I want to save Buffalo. I really do. So I use the Raiders. I think they'll go into Jacksonville and destroy the Jags. Far to use Green Bay. I think they go and beat Detroit. I don't. You're on the you're, you're on the wrong week, brother. Green Bay is at Buffalo week eight. Oh, dude, what am I looking at? I have no idea. Oh, man. <laughs> week eight. So, uh, yeah, check, <laughs> restart. Check that. <laughs> check that, bro. So, what do we got going on week eight? Uh, yeah. So, you know what I really like here? Any? I do not like the Dallas Cowboys. Any year, any year, I don't like them, especially this year. I really don't. Um, Amari Cooper's gone. They lost, um, what was that guy's name? A a key member of their offensive line, like out for most of the season. Uh, I do not believe in the team's management. I think the team overall, they need to just burn it to the ground and rebuild, GM included, everybody. Um, However, I'm going to take the Cowboys over the Bears in week eight. I think I, – I, I don't believe in Justin Fields. I don't believe in that Bears football team this year at all. I think they're going to be pretty bad, bottom of the barrel. And I think this is a good spot to take the Cowboys. I'm not confident most weeks taking the Cowboys, but I'm going to take them at home against the Bears. Good pick. I like it. Um, what I already burned the Cowboys in week three against the Giants, so – would have considered that. I agree with you. I think fucking Chicago sucks. I think Justin Fields blows. Um, this is a tough week for me because what I want to do is take the Pats. But what they're they got? in what they got? the Jets. Ah. But they're in New York. Um, I don't love that. I'm just going to say. Fucked up things have that. happened in MetLife Stadium. I just, I don't, I don't yeah. love it. It was in Foxborough. It's a, it's a no brainer for me. So. I don't have a lot of great picks here. So this this could be, you know, see you later, JB here. Um, but <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm down to a couple here. So Philly over the Steelers. Mm. Indy over the Washington football team. Oh, yeah. Miami Detroit. Wait, they're the, hey, they're the fucking commanders now, bro. Get it right. I will never call them that because it's the lamest fucking name to the Washington football team. Bro, you can't um, dead you can't dead name them. I can do whatever the fuck I want. Free <laughs> country. You know what? Just because you said that, boom, Matt Ryan smokes. Love it, dude. Team. Love it. I Calls think that's a hell pick. of a pick. I think that's a hell of a pick. And I hope every time we talk about the Commanders this year, we refer to them as the Washington Football Team. I will. I will. Commanders is the <laughs> lamest name ever. You know why? All right. I know we're going over here, but I don't care. Why I hate that is because Dan Snyder is the biggest fucking asshole owner on the face of the earth. The reason they're the commanders is because some genius, when they realized they were going to have to get rid of their old name, he went out and trademarked like 40 names. Oh, really? Like Washington Warriors, Washington, like all names you would be for football team so that he would have to pay them. He didn't do the commanders, uh, which is why he picked the fucking commanders. Really? Yeah. Lamest That's... fucking name on the face of the earth. Well, George Washington was a commander, wasn't he? That's a great story, Joey. Well, dude, I, 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 dude, what's the other, what's the get, other get, name? Get the people going. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, dude, th- their other name is the Washington Football Team, dude. 
Dude, they're on. a football team. WFT. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Enough. I like the pick, though. I like the pick. All right. So next week we'll do what? 9, 10, 11, 12. And yeah. we'll have week one, like betting picks. Oh, yes, dude. It's time, man. It's time. No, no, no. no. We got no, we got one more week. Uh, do we? Yeah, we got one sure? more week. No, no, no. You're right. Fuck. Damn. Yeah. No, next week. Next week it's on, bro. All right, we're 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 gonna be running over next week. I'll just uh, warn people then. But <laughs> with uh, week one Ooh. football here, I got what do you a, got JB. What do you got going on here? I got a lot of spicy action, man. I don't I don't even know where to start here. Um, West Virginia versus Pittsburgh. I'm probably so this the asterisk there. That's Thursday. Um, this Thursday night game, like at seven p.m. So West Virginia plus seventeen. Love it. I don't think Pittsburgh's that mm. good. West West Virginia plus 17 is probably going to be a pick. Um, Buffalo versus Maryland. Maryland minus 24. A lot of points. But Maryland's quarterback is, uh, I was going to say Ty Tuavasa. Jesus Christ. What's the <laughs> Miami Dolphins quarterback's name? Tua. 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 I was close. <laughs> Ty Tua, same thing. <laughs> yeah, that's thing. true. I, I get it. Tua's yeah, brother true. is the quarterback of Maryland. I think they're going to drop like 60 points. I think they could cover minus 24, to be honest with you. Not sure if I'm going to play it yet or not. Oof. North Carolina versus Appalachian State. Um, the over. Over 56. Slam it. Yeah. North Carolina put up 55 points against a garbage team last week, but they allowed like 20-something against a team that only had 20 people to dress for the football thing because half oh. their team was uneligible. So okay. not only are they going to get points, but they're going to give up points. They're going to give 56 them. over. Love it. Love it, JB. Oregon versus Georgia. I'm just excited for this game. I want to take great, Oregon yeah. plus 17, but I'm not going to because I think Georgia may be that good. Yeah. I think you're going to see points, though. I love the over yeah. at 53 here. Yeah, me too. And this is going to be a hell of a game, too. Yep. Clearly, I don't review my work. Cincinnati versus Arkansas. Arkansas is minus six and a half, not Georgia, who is playing the game above that. But <laughs> Arkansas is minus six and a half. I love Arkansas. I'm going to take Arkansas minus six and a half, and I'm probably going to take the over in this game as well. Yeah, I'd expect it to be more minus six and a half. Yeah, yeah I like I, it's, it. a, it's a 19 versus 23. Cincinnati is supposed to be good, but I, something about Arkansas, they play, especially early fall, their football is fucking nasty. Yeah, um, do it. Arizona at San Diego State. I'm biased. I like San Diego State minus six and a half. Give it to me. Um, sure. I'm not going to touch the over under. I know it's low. This could be a low scoring it. game, but I think San Diego State wins by at least a touchdown. All right. Texas State at Nevada. Another team. I like Nevada. Nevada minus one against a garbage school. Take it. I no bias at all, but I love Nevada. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> um, Notre Dame at Ohio State. Plus a minus 17, yeah, a this, five this, versus this, a two in week one. This, yeah, it's absolutely absurd. This line, absolutely well, absurd. I know Ohio State's going to be nasty this year, but minus 17 week one against a top no. five opponent. Nope, nope. So, nah, yeah, give me Notre Dame. Let's get Rudy Rudiker out on that fucking field. Yeah, dude, Notre Dame let's go. plus 17. Absolutely. Um, not touching the over under 59. That'll be at 60 by the time I get a bet in. I, who knows, but I do love Notre Dame plus 17. Here. Plus 17. Take it, dude. Love it. Utah minus three against Florida. Not sure on this game yet. Over-under is tempting. I'm also tempted to take Florida at plus three points. Um, Florida SEC team, Utah non-SEC team. I know Utah's ranked seven. 
I still think Florida can beat them. Um, maybe a sprinkle on Florida money line or Florida plus three. Not sure on the over under though. Yeah, SEC man, it is what it is. Florida State at LSU. Uh, this one is Sunday night because there's no football, so they have some games on Sunday. So this one's a Sunday night game. Yeah, LSU is only minus three. LSU should be minus fourteen against Florida State. Um, yeah. There is some bias because Brian Kelly is LSU's coach and he's a terrible fucking human being and everyone hates LSU now because he's there. Um, <laughs> they're nasty. Their, their squad is absolutely disgusting. They win by two touchdowns. I think you definitely slam Ooh. LSU minus three here. Oh, ballsy. All right, bro. All right. You, you like LSU this year? Or you just like That's what Florida the bachelor State. party was, man. Come on. <laughs> We're going back to the bachelor party at LSU. I, All right. Fair I, enough. Just, I, hate, I hate their coach. Their coach is a piece of shit. Um, but I think they're – I honestly think that's the only reason they're minus three. I think they should be closer to minus 10, minus 14 here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. Yeah. wrap it up Do here. It. I think a couple parlays I'm cooking up here. Um, let's see. North North Carolina, App State over with the Oregon-Georgia State over with the Cincinnati-Arkansas over. Let's call that the points parlay, see what that does for points. us. <laughs> and let's Love do uh, San Diego State minus six and a half. LSU minus three and uh, Notre Dame plus 17. Let's do mm-hmm. a little uh, little spread parlay there and see what we got. So I'll post like these that. picks since it's actually week one. I got to work through them a little bit more, but that's kind of what I'm thinking. Dude, week one. Let's fucking go, man. I know. It's like real football. Real football. This is it. This is it. We're back, baby. We're back. We're back. <laughs> All right. So we are right at an hour. So we'll wrap this up here. Um not Labor Day week. It's Labor Day weekend this weekend. Hope everyone has a good Labor Day. Next weekend, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Week one, NFL football. Week two, college football. And is that Diaz versus Cosmot too? Oh, yeah, man. So, and that card's building up as well. It is. It sucked. And then they just fucking started throwing shit on it. And it's going to be Love so good it. now. Love um, it. And then after that, DraftKings Sportsbook review at Foxwoods down on October 1st. We'll take a look at that. Let you guys know what you think there. And with that... Let's wrap it up here. I got nothing else. Joey, great talking to you as always. Love this time of year. I think this is going to be an hour podcast from here on out based off how tonight went. (laughs) Any final thoughts before we wrap it up here? No, man, it is what it is. Look, uh, the next time we log in, man, and do this thing, it is going to be in the thick of it, bro. College football week one, NFL week one, UFC cards. This This is why we do it, bro. It's why we do it. So it's always a pleasure, JB. Always a pleasure. Be good, man. Have a good long weekend. And uh, we'll see you next time. All right. Happy Labor Day, everyone. And let's cash some fucking tickets. Oh, yeah. Let's go.